It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards. We've got Akeem Gardner, host of Sports Out Loud podcast, content creator with the University of Detroit Mercy Athletics, who is on the show as we take a look at John Wall, the latest video that has gone viral, playing spades during a live TV interview. Our thoughts on that, as well as what's next for the NBA, looking ahead to the upcoming season. Those details right here on this edition of Locked on Wizards. You are locked on Wizards. Your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm your host, Renee Washington, and joining me, we've got a dear friend of mine and colleague, Akeem Gardner, host of Sports Out Loud podcast, who has also been a content creator for the University of Detroit Mercy basketball, the athletics department, but looking specifically at the men's basketball program. So welcome, Akeem. I'm happy to have you on the show. What's up, Triple Threat? Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Triple threat. There it is. I, I I always forget that that's your nickname. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Happy to have you here, though. I have to, I have to get a nickname for you. I, I do not have one. I'm happy um, to be here. You got to fix that. AG. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Um. Okay, so I definitely want to get into a lot of different topics here between today's show and we will have you back on the show on Thursday as well. So plenty to get into. But the first thing that I have to pick your brain on, and uh, when this when this video came up, I was like, no, no, <laughs> no, no, is this really happening? Um, we saw John Wall. I gotta respect this though, playing spades during a TV interview with on ESPN. Oh man! Now I don't actually even know it's an NFL show, Monday Tailgate. I I don't even sadly fully watch it I can say but um they're interviewing him they're asking him all these NFL questions he is openly playing cards (laughs) like he's showing the cards it's actually kind of funny but it's disrespectful but it's funny but it's it just has me so torn as a journalist and he is like fully playing he to the point that he even says hold on what'd you say like wait a minute run that back I wasn't paying attention (laughs) your first thoughts when you saw this interview with John Wall Man, when I saw that, first off, the reporter side of you, the journalist side of you was like, okay, this is kind of unprofessional. But then 
the, you know, the culture side of me was like, yo, he playing space. <laughs> like he's actually playing space on a live interview, talking football. So, I mean, for a lot of fans, they fans really want to see people out in the open, like celebrities or athletes. They just want to see them being them. And in that case, John Wall was just being him. You know, if I was doing the interview, I probably would have asked him how many books he had in his hand, even though I've never played spades a day in my life. <laughs> what? Yep. Hey, G. Yep. Wow. You're going to learn today. <laughs> yeah. I might lose my black card. You for that honestly, <laughs> are you a card player? Are you a big cards person? I'm a Uno guy. <laughs> okay. So I was going to say, Spades, it doesn't, it, I'm trying to like, there's nothing to even compare to. Like, I like solitaire. I like, I like playing um, different types of poker games and stuff like that. I'm, a, I'm an Uno person too. Definitely let me some Uno. I'll even play war or go fish or anything like that. Blackjack, whatever. Um, but spades is on a whole different level. It's cutthroat. It's kind of like, um, I don't even know what to compare it to. It is like a cutthroat card game. Like it's not nicey nice, like, like all card games. Like you are, it is like dog eat dog. So when I saw this interview at first, I was like, this man's really playing cards. When I read the comment that he's playing spades, I was like, oh, wait a minute, though. That kind of changes things. <laughs> I mean, he's not just playing Uno or like Monopoly or something. He's playing spades. Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, athletes are always under the microscope and are always, you know, the social media driven society guys are always going to be either uh, hating on you or praising you but in his defense you know for the culture like I said John Wall playing space for us it's not a big deal but for a lot of people I mean I'm sure the interview I don't even know do you think the interviewers play space before that's that's the real question probably not because I was thinking like you were saying like if I'm interviewing first of all there's there's so many layers to this the first piece is one, he knew he was being interviewed at this time. This was not like some random interview. So mm -hmm. on his side, yes, he absolutely could have waited to start playing spades until afterwards. But then on the other side, I'll be honest, as someone that does a lot of interviews, at either as the person interviewing or person being interviewed, sometimes it's like, you know, how much are you supposed to stop your life for an interview? Right. Like, I hate to say that. So it's not, I'm not trying to be selfish or like, cocky or anything but when you're constantly doing interviews the way that I'm sure John Wall is it probably gets to a point where it's like oh here's another one <laughs> and you're trying to go on about your typical life like you said he's human like you're hanging with whoever he's hanging with you want to relax it's the off season you're off you're done working out you want to just be able to sit chill play cards play games but here comes somebody ready to interview you again and you have this scheduled, you don't want to back out of it, but it's like, you know what? I'm going to do the interview, but I'm going to also continue to have fun and play cards. So from that side of it, like I understand why he's playing, to be honest, but I also understand that he, he could have waited, especially if this is a quick interview. Absolutely. But on the other side of it, if I was the person interviewing, you're talking to John Wall, an NBA player about the NFC East. <laughs> Like this is reaching in itself. Mm -hmm. If I'm talking with John Wall and, and I didn't see the full interview, so I'm ignorant in that I don't know all that they spoke about, but I, you know, it is a football show. It's a Monday tailgate show. I get it. So my thought process is though, if you're bringing on John Wall in general, 
Talk basketball. This is not some Joe Schmo. He's a big time NBA player. Why would you bring him on to talk about the NFC East? That's kind of a waste. So I also was picking at it because I'm like, in his defense, he's probably like, why are you asking me these questions? Like maybe you ask him one Washington question, like, look, as a DC sports guy, you know, the Washington football team, get his thoughts on the team and the NFC East. But to continue talking about the NFC East with the an NBA player is like, it's a reach. It, it, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't fully make sense. If this was just a reporter or a personality, that's one thing. But it's a player. You're bringing on a player to talk about a whole other league. Yeah, that in itself is a the, reach to me. Yeah, I thought I thought it definitely was a reach too. You know, he, when they asked him about the players, I did get a chance to see a couple minutes of a couple seconds of the interview, and there was one question they asked about. I guess they had asked him about the players and he bounced back and he was talking about CD lamb and having a little hard time naming a couple of offensive players. I'm like, as a fan, as another guy, just sitting there taking my reporter side off of me, like, why are we asking? Like you said, why are we asking an NBA guy NFL questions? You know, why not just talk to him about what just happened in the past and the bubble or where Washington wizards are going to go from here. But Hey, uh, yeah, I did not indicate that. And my, my thought process was, to be honest, like, I get it, it's a football show. So I, I'm okay with you asking him a question about the NFC East, about Washington, about, you know, something in the league. But you got to read what the, how the conversation's going. Like you said, like, he's not, if he was, it would be different if he's at the game. Let's say he's at the game and you're interviewing him. Or he's openly, like, talking about the team and you are, like, I don't know, calling him up and say and referring to something like oh we saw you posting it you posted a video of you cheering for the Washington football team and now it's kind of like that angle like the story angle wasn't there so I'm not trying to criticize the reporters Mm -hmm. but I'm what I'm trying to say is I kind of understand why he was playing spades because the interview itself was not oh you know it was just it was just not a reason to be interviewing him so it's kind of like, all right, well, if y'all are going to interview me about this, I'm going to continue playing my game. <laughs> and I'm not going to stop playing because you're not asking me questions that are of importance. But then on top of that, as a reporter, I definitely, and they may have, again, I didn't see it, but in the clip I saw, I definitely would have brought up. Once you see him physically holding the cards, talking about he's going to board, um, like he's using spades terms. Even if you don't know spades, you see he's playing cards at least. Ask him a question about it. Like, oh, wait a minute. I know we're talking football, but I also see you're in the middle of another of a game yourself. Like, what are you playing? What's going on? Are you winning? Like, if you want to show that personality, you want to do like cross promotion, bringing an NBA player to promote an NFL show, talk about him. And you can do that by getting into the card game. I, it just was like so many things about that little clip got me. But there but was, was one me. moment. There was one moment where you can look, if you look at the video, it looked like, I guess he got it. Like I said, I've never played space, but a lot of people say in the book or whatever books it looked like he had was winning and then he had got sidetracked with the question that they were asking him so in his defense John Wall was you know it's going to be John Wall look like he's having a good time but yeah it, a lot of that was weird in his other self it really was it really and you could see he wasn't sitting in front of like a ring light with a camera <laughs> it's like looks like it's on his phone or something He's got his headphones in. He's not even fully, it's not like he's wearing like a suit and tie in like a studio setup, all locked in. You could see from the beginning before you even see that he's playing cards, he's not fully invested. So because he's not fully invested, find a way to get invested. And if you see like he was clearly doing 
well right. if you're if you have a, a board in spade that's not always great uh to be honest but whatever either way you see he's playing cards like comment on it yeah i was like oh goodness here we go john wall again in the news for something that just shouldn't be <laughs> it's kind of comical though it's definitely it's definitely entertaining it definitely blew definitely. up social media oh yeah oh yeah that's the beauty of social media too you know they don't people don't miss anything they catch all of that so i do want to get your thoughts um, as we continue talking around the nba specifically get your thoughts on a couple other topics including the nba playoffs and what we saw in the bubble so we'll get into that a little bit more so coming up, we continue discussing the NBA, stepping away from talking about John Wall playing spades and looking at the upcoming season and what to expect across the league. Fellas, I know talking about erectile dysfunction probably isn't easy. Usually you may just brush it off or blame yourselves, saying things like you lost your mojo or making excuses like you had a long day at work or just avoiding it altogether. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple too. Just go to roman.com slash locked on NBA and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash locked on NBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on NBA. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. You are tuned into Locked on Wizards with me, your host, Renee Washington. We've got Akeem Gardner, host of Sports Out Loud podcast on the show. Now we've been talking about John Wall playing spades during a live TV interview. I love, love, love spades. And I will fight you over spades. Don't play with me if you're not going to play correct. You better have your poker face on. But now we want to get into what's going on around the NBA with Akeem. Now, We've had a chance to see the bubble play out successfully, but it leads to the, the major question of not only looking back on how well they returned, but also some concerns around how they will restart for next season. So looking at the NBA bubble as a whole, in terms of the way the league was able to return, I know I've been talking about it on the show, but I want to get your thoughts since everyone has a different perspective what are your initial takeaways having seen the season play out 
from start to finish and the way that it played out. Well, it's interesting, Renee. You know, first off, let's be honest, when the NBA canceled this season, we're suspended this season earlier in the year. Uh, no one thought there was going to be a season. So I think it's, it's been pretty magnificent and amazing to see how they've been able to, first off, not have anyone test positive for COVID. I think that's a big deal. We can't understate mm-hmm. that or overstate that enough. Uh, you look at the NFL, you look at MLB, all other things are going on in our world. A lot of people who are getting tested or coming back positive to be in a bubble with all the things going on and not getting nobody test positive. That's tremendous. Uh, so I think they did a great job with that. it would be really interesting to see though. I was listening to uh, ESPN podcast where they go from here, as far as the restart of the season, as yeah. far as the money on the books, all those type of things that tie in like our, I really want to see about next season because they had it. They've already proved they can do a bubble, but I was on a short season. You think about next season, where they go from here with the fans, like our fans are going to be able to come back into the arena because they, that's a lot of their revenue. Uh, we all know that. So I really want to see how that plays out. But in whole, I think they did a slam dunk. You couldn't miss it. Uh, it, it definitely had a March Madness feel if you watch it. You know, it definitely felt like, you know, everybody is a game every day. You know, and it was just really unique to see. I think that where they go from here, as I said before, it's going to be a very, very big deal. And the fans can get back into an arena because ultimately sports is so much better with fans in the arena. Yeah, that honestly is a great point in that, you know, it is. I know that the um, news I've been hearing and everything I've been seeing and that Adam Silver has been saying is the plan is to hopefully postpone the start of the season to have it get back so that as soon as when as soon as the season starts up again fans are able to be in arenas but if for some reason covid which we are seeing the predictions of it potentially spiking if covid does you know have another increase throughout the winter and it comes down to either pushing back the start of the season to allow fans to return versus having the season start on time in a bubble you have to wonder like, which makes most sense? Would you rather have, probably would you rather, would you rather have the season start in March, but you have fans or January and you have to bubble for the first couple months, you know? So I do think that's something that also will be worth keeping an eye on because they're trying and, and you know, openly saying the hope is to have the season return with fans and have a normal season. But as we're seeing in the NFL, as we saw in Major League Baseball, as we're continuing to see even in college football, COVID is definitely not going anywhere. No. And it's only going to continue to be an issue, especially with having these large gatherings around sports and, and uh, having fans in the, in the seats and everything. So until things change with COVID, it's very optimistic to say, oh, we'll be back in January with fans, but it's not really looking like it right now in October. You know, I don't, I don't see it moving that direction. So I'm interested to see whether or not, you know, come January, as you mentioned, there's a lot of money behind this, you know? So when you look at the bottom dollar, what's more, what's worth it more financially and safe and for safety purposes. So you're thinking that the league is going to be able to start back up or, or of course, hoping the league will start back up with fans. Yeah. I think that um, if you could get the fans to come back, that's going to be a real big steal, a real big, you know, motivation for the players. Um, but all in all, when you look at how they, what they were able to do in the bubble, 
And it's some things that you could take away what they did in a bubble, like testings every day. Of course, you got more tests now. So if there's a way that you can make this work with the fans come back in the arena, maybe you don't reach a, a total sellout capacity. Maybe you only have a 20 percent of fans come into the arena. Uh, it's so much different from, like you say, college basketball and college football in the NFL. They have outdoor stadiums. The NBA has indoor stadiums. But the, mm-hmm. the fact that testings are available. Remember, when the NBA suspended its season, testing was not as big as it is, is now. You know, there's testing is really, really available and is available fast. I mean, look at the NFL <laughs> and, and look at Nick Saban. We just saw, I know this is not NBA talking, oh but we goodness. just saw Nick Saban. <laughs> he tested positive. I think he tested positive on Wednesday. And then he went ahead and did three straight tests after that. And they were all negative. Is it true? Only the people who did those tests will know if it's truth or not. But I like to believe that Nick Saban wouldn't put his kids in jeopardy or himself in jeopardy. So testing being available rapidly and right now at this pace, I think is good. And that's why I really optimize it that fans will be back in the arena and that the NBA will be back to its normal self or I guess you could say the new normal with uh, the way COVID mm-hmm. things are going. So it's going yeah, to be we really actually were, Yeah, we were actually talking about that on our show on Monday about Nick Saban, the miraculous turnaround of <laughs> Wednesday positive to three straight negative tests, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, to be able to coach Alabama's game on Saturday. I mean, as you mentioned, there are more resources available. We're definitely seeing progress. We're definitely seeing growth from where we were when we started. Cause I mean, COVID actually started picking up a year ago mm-hmm. and that's when we first started hearing about it. It wasn't of course until March that things officially shut down, but you know, over time it's definitely improved in terms of the types of uh, protocols in place and processes and the ways that you were going about it. But at the end of the day, you know, we're, there's definitely, as you mentioned, going to be a new normal, you know, it's not going to just be back the way it was. So it's going to be very interesting, as you mentioned, to see, exactly what that new normal looks like but something else that stood out to me that you said was um the fact that the league got it right but where do we go from here it's kind of to me like when you have an explosive incredible rookie season but sophomore season is only 10 that much harder 10 times harder because you've now raised the bar and you raise the expectations so coming up we continue talking around what the nba will do next season that big question of what's next for the nba after having a successful return around covid how do they continue this momentum moving in the right direction next year let me tell you guys about the delicious treat that's going to allow you to snack healthy that's right you can do both if you know me you know i have a sweet tooth i enjoy cupcakes cookies brownies all of the sweets and built bar actually has delicious flavors let me just run down some of my favorites cookies and cream double chocolate mint brownie salted caramel yes caramel not caramel and peanut butter brownie delicious all bars are covered in 100 chocolate they're soft and easy to chew and they're healthy so it's great if you are on a keto diet or working to lose or maintain weight you can do all that while snacking on a delicious treat they're low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and i definitely recommend built bar so if you head over to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on you'll get ten dollars off your next order Now you can save money, eat healthy, and eat delicious. Doesn't get any better than that. 
So go ahead on over to BuiltBar.com to try the best tasting protein bars. And I can guarantee you, from me to you, you will not regret it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Akeem Gardner, host of Sports Out Loud podcast, joining me, Renee Washington, here on Locked on Wizards. And we've had a chance to talk John Wall playing spades during a live TV interview. We've had a chance to get into the NBA's successful return. The big question, what's next? Who's next? Go, go, go. Okay. Y'all, if you don't know Hip Hop Perry, YouTube it. But anyways, now looking ahead, the big question is what's next for the NBA? And I thought the NBA specifically did a really good job. It's what was that WNBA did a really great job of having this season that engulfed basketball, social justice, you know, speaking out on voting, speaking out on so many different issues, being able to return safely with no positive tests, all these different aspects and elements. Also even giving us things like bubble life, the NBA bubble life that we got to see of the behind the scenes blogging and pictures and all that personality driven type of content we also had the chance to see so now to me it's almost like okay you had an incredible rookie season of the first year with COVID now what does next year look like you know and you have to now continue that momentum to make sure that you don't drop off and that you're continuing you know the NBA much unlike other leagues did not have any any positive tests like the mb the nfl excuse me major league baseball like they can kind of only go up <laughs> hopefully but the nba really set the bar high and that's yeah. concerning but you know the nba does seem to always be the the most um advanced in all types of aspects around the players in the league but that question you bring up where do we go from here is like sticking with me because i am interested to see where do we go from here you know what is next Yeah, I think that that is definitely, that's a great point that you made. When you set the bar so high, as you said, and where where the makeup comes from, the groundwork and all those things. So in my home, in my opinion, my honest opinion, oh boy, the, the NBA, it's crazy that I'm getting ready to say this, but they can't have a negative test They next year. Like they cannot have anybody test positive. I mean, test negative. Uh, I'm sorry, test positive next year. And the reason why is because what you just said, the bar what that they set so high, what they were able to do was so incredible. People are going to say, if you did it last year, why you can't do it this year? And that's so unfair because in the bubble, remember, you only had a lower yeah, amount of teams. I can't remember how many teams came mm-hmm. into the bubble, but it wasn't the full league. So now you got the full league whenever it starts back up, you got – all the testings, more infrastructure being taken place. 
it's going to be really, I'm really excited to see how they grow from here, but it is going to be very interesting because, hey, it's more people now, you know, it's more teams, it's more staff, you know, if fans come back or not, it's all these things that are coming. The bubble was so unique because guess what? It was closed off. It didn't allow a lot of people in and out, you know, just the team, just the players, a couple families and all those things. So now you look at a situation where it's going to be a little more open now, uh, it's going to be very unique to see, hey, if they do get a, someone who pe- tests positive, it's going to be a really unique situation with social media the way it is and how everybody is just going on the NFL. Listen, I mean, Renee, it seems like every week the NFL can't get it right when it comes to the testing or, or when it comes to mm-hmm. the uh, just the transparency of it all. You know what I mean? So the NBA, who has been very transparent about their testing, They've been open about everything when they were down there in a bubble. Now you get in a situation where it's just so much more to maneuver around. How much transparent, how transparent are they going to be yeah, next that year? that is such a great a point. Unique situation that's exactly it. Like you can't afford to have any positive tests. But on the flip side, as you mentioned, it's going to be completely different. They only had 22 teams. They only had limited staff. We heard all the stories around, you know, whether it was um, – not having staff members, certain trainers, not having um, the ability to have as many uh, players on your roster, like all, all these different, even things like Rob Palenka, the um, Lakers VP and general manager who was jumping in practice, helping out, like everybody, it was all hands on deck. All yeah. coaches had to be actively involved because of the fact that there were not as many, mm-hmm. as much staff. So not only are we looking at less teams, we're looking at less staff, we're looking at no fans, except for immediate family that came down later, and then being in a bubble. All of those aspects are going to change. So definitely a lot to think about. So I want to get your thoughts on, you know, as we're looking ahead and as we're, we're looking into what's next for the NBA, you know, just the fact that they have done such a great job so far. But now we also have the NBA draft coming up. We have um, the off-season. Free agency, of course, is changing. We don't know when the season will start next year. You know, what concerns, if any, do you have regarding this off-season? Because every off-season is always incredibly insane, to say the least. There's always something major that's happening. We've already been hearing some rumors around player movement. Chris Paul to Milwaukee. The Lakers looking to bring in someone like, actually, Chris Paul, whose name is brought up. Um, Bradley Beal's name is thrown in the mix for every team, it seems like. But we've been hearing some rumors about player movements. We've been he- just hearing so much. Which mm-hmm. of these sticks out to you the most and is concerning in a sense or not concerning in that sense, maybe? I think that the offseason is going to be a very, very uh, difficult, but yet surprising relief for them. And what I mean by that is what they do started, I think mm-hmm. the NBA draft, of course, I think the NBA draft is in November. I think they decided around November 12th. And that, if the NBA draft stays on schedule, I think that will really set the gear into where they want to go on the offseason. As you said, we already, we've already talked about the fans, but the NBA draft, because it's so important, you got mm-hmm. players who, you know, either opted out of college to go to the NBA and you got guys who are, you know, prepping who are already seniors and there's their time. Now they're getting ready to go 
to the NBA and get ready for that. So you got guys who are waiting. And then after the free agency, after the NBA, you have the free agency. So to me, whenever the NBA draft does start, if it does commit to that time frame, I think the NBA will be Mm -hmm. in a very good state. That's the big one for me. But, and here's the but, if the NBA draft does not start on time, we're going to look at a timeline where everything continues to be overlapped. Because as you said, they're looking at a March mm-hmm. timeline to probably come back. Yeah, there's got to you know, What about the Olympics? You know, what about all these things that players, some players, some players do want to play in the Olympics. That's a very big deal for the NBA players. They love to represent their country. They love to play on a national stage like that or international stage like that. So you got the big time players who want to play in the Olympics. So our team's going to tell them, hey, you can't play in the Olympics. We've had that before. We've had team general managers say, oh, we want you to sit this out. Steph Curry or Paul George, all those situations. We want you to sit this out. We don't want you to get Mm -hmm. injured. And when I mean my Paul George, I'm talking about his time with Indiana. When I mean Steph Curry, we're talking about years or two or three years ago when he had those ankle issues. Remember, Steph Curry always had the big dream of playing with Team USA, too. So I think those things really factor. If the NBA draft stays on schedule, then we're going to see this thing really get into gear and really be pick up steam upon the March uh, restart. But if the draft doesn't start on time, I just don't see it happening. I really don't. Because after the draft, as I said, you got the free agency, player movement, all those things matter, training camp, all those things. We, as fans and as journalists and reporters, we don't really think of that because we're not in a front office. We're not looking at the detail of it all. But that's a lot of groundwork you have to do. And the NBA season literally, literally Renee, literally. lasted a year. Yes. I mean, we're supposed to kick off the new season today. Yes. I mean, or not today, but at the end of this month. You know, they try to do it around Halloween. So this is preseason time. And the fact that it was a year, how LeBron, LeBron James, I mean, don't think for a second they're not going to go and ask LeBron James how he feels about this. You know what I'm saying? He's the face. He is still in year 18 now for him. He'll be in year 18 next season. For him, he's Mm -hmm. still the face of the franchise um, and the face of the league. So they're going to go ahead and ask him, hey, when do you want to restart? Or not so much. They'll word it in a way, you know, (laughs) leverage it out. We're like, hey, we still got the power, but ultimately we know you're the guy. When do you, what do you think about starting? And you have to do that. If, if, If this happened in MJ's era, they would ask MJ. If this happened in Magic That's such a great point, especially magic. looking at just what you uh, the timeline that they normally would have. We are sticking to that January tentative timeline of starting or February or March, depending on when that is. You still need a, a certain amount of weeks for a training camp for preseason. And that's what we saw in the NFL. Look at the injuries we've seen in the NFL. You know, aside from an injury as awful as Dax, which is just a terrible <laughs> injury that is just a, a contact injury. We've seen a number of injuries happen that, in my opinion, are because of the fact that players haven't had a chance to get the reps needed. And even teams not playing well. I mean, I'm an Eagles fan, whatever. The Eagles are just playing how they're playing. But um, overall, I honestly think that a big reason why so many teams in the NFL specifically have been struggling in these early weeks to get going, to get a rhythm going, because they haven't had that time. You can't put your players at risk for not only COVID, but now injuries Mm -hmm. because you don't give them the proper timeline of return. So that's a great point that you're bringing up around the fact that players are going to need time to get back. They're going to have to ask if you played 
I liked your point about LeBron because if you're a player that was on the Heat or the Lakers playing to the end, you're not going to be ready to turn around as fast as someone else. You know, you're going to need you're going to need some time. But then, as you mentioned, on the other end, you're running into another restriction around things like the Olympics and the international games and so many other aspects of it as well. So it's a a really tight schedule because we're already technically it's almost November. It's it's the end of October already. And we already are behind schedule from that year long season. So definitely a lot to be concerned about in that sense, because of the fact that we're simply just running out of time and you need to give these guys time to adjust, to be away, to have an off season, to have time to recover. You need to give time for front offices to look into draft picks and options for the draft in November time to make their, their free agency decisions. I mean, there's so many pieces so as you mentioned, if something falls back on schedule, it's a snowball effect. If the draft starts two weeks later, that pushes everything else back. So definitely a lot to, to look into and a lot to be on, um, on alert for. But I do want to also continue getting into more around the uh, way that the league has returned and also looking at the league itself, from the performances that we saw. Well, we've got more to get into here on our Locked on Wizards Thursday edition as Akeem Gardner will be back tomorrow taking another look at the NBA, specifically breaking down our thoughts around the postseason, the playoff picture, and more. Plenty to get into, so hit that subscribe button so you can keep up to date with all we've got going on in the show each and every day throughout the week, Monday through Friday, as we are always talking about the Wizards, the NBA, the NFL, DC Sports, so much more here on the show. I'm your host, Renee Washington. Akeem Gardner will be back tomorrow, as will I, of course. And I'll see you next time. Have a great rest of your day. See you on Thursday for more Locked on Wizards. Washington, out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.